Are you ready? Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song with 88.9 DJ Tyrone Miller and music director Justin Barney. On this episode of Backspin... It's the correct definition of if a tree falls in the forest, it doesn't make a sound. So it happened, which is what... Which is what Blow is saying. Dude, right. it happened. I saw it fall. Right. And we like, nobody we, else saw it, but right. you. <laughs> five other people. But he's like, but dog, it still happened. Right. The excitement, just the vibe. I just remember the vibe. It's like, wow. You know, somebody from Milwaukee got a record out, like, you know, and it's playing on the radio. This is Backspin. I, I challenge you to find anybody in Milwaukee that is in, you know, into rap music or into the hip hop culture, you won't find anybody that was familiar with that song. Nobody. Challenge accepted. We went across the entire city to find everybody that we knew that was integral to the scene in the early 80s Milwaukee hip hop. We got together DJs, producers, MCs. We assembled the Avengers of early Milwaukee hip-hop. But with the music again, I was the human remote control. Homer Blow, or I should say Homer Blow, DJ in Milwaukee since the 80s and been in radio for over 30 years. But, you know, with one turntable, which we learned how to kind of master that. I know I did. I ended up learning how to master that. Getting that one turntable just made me hungry. Doc B, the original DJ of Milwaukee. Curtis Blow hit with a Christmas rapping, and Curtis Blow had a instrumental on the backside. So that got me both in the rapping and DJing, like the combo, because you could do that like you do it yourself. The man has represented the culture and the community in the city since the 80s. He's worked at every single radio station there's been, V100, MSE, and many more, and he is still DJing your favorite house parties. I won't say the rest is history, but that's the start. DJ Sherman and Vail. Yeah, we was in the clubs from Wednesday to Sunday. Mm. Cousins, who were one of the first DJ and MC duos in Milwaukee, still DJing to this day here in the city. We was in the club. I don't know why. Our moms didn't even ask where the hell we was at. But anyway. Clubs <laughs> we weren't supposed to be in. Yeah, no, we, we, we was in high school. 17 years old. We was in high school. Strickland, the master of the float. It's part of Ill Chief Rockers back in the day. He did what Eric B. and Rock Kim did in Milwaukee. He made everybody step up their game, and he is still touring the world with the hip hop group EMC. That's old school. That's old school. Strick about to have a And Gabriel the Angel, DJ on WMSC since the 80s, been in radio ever since, and still DJing to this day. I mean, my mom's a musician. She played nine instruments and sang and stuff, so I'm carrying speakers since I can ever remember. I was thinking that she only had me to carry her damn speakers. Always around music, the whole family. So we assembled our super team into uh, the most super venue that we have, the conference room at 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. And we, we just kind of cut straight to the chase and asked them about Class A. Yes, so I guess obviously this Class A. this timeline. You trying to No, no, no it's all good because <laughs> I'm going back to this. The, the Class A, it was out. It was a rap song. 
but it didn't build the rap scene. You know, it I don't, was a preemie. Yeah, it, it didn't build up the rap scene. It didn't. It didn't, it didn't like create the rap yeah. scene of Milwaukee. Yeah, because when, you know, when like when me and Sharma, you no know, 85, we we're on the playgrounds and so forth. No, no, playing music and, and everything. No, that 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 never came. It's up. the it's the correct definition of if a tree falls in the forest, doesn't make a sound. Right. So mm. it happened, which is what which is what Blow was saying. Dude, right. it happened. I saw it fall. Right, and we like. Nobody we, else saw, but right. you five other people. But he's like, but dog, it still happened. Right. <laughs> You're not gonna bullshit me on that. You're not gonna change right. the facts. I saw the facts are the facts. No, I, I think what you have to do is you really have to go black to the people who call that hip hop bippy bop music. Mm. Right. They're the ones. And when you mm. got a generation that is not of that, yeah. of course, that's why you hear him saying to him. Right, you feel right. what I'm saying? But yeah. that's like trying to tell somebody their first R&B record. What was the first R&B record? Right, right. Well, it's going to be different for every generation. Right, right. Okay. So that's to true. them, that's but, a good but point. you can't say it's, it's the, the birth when it was something before. So don't say birth. Just say another and word. You know, say, I say to me on it, I can say that. Whatever the movie was, when you fall in love with hip hop. That's what's going on. But for me, it's this. For me, it's this. If I'm not here to let you know that even though you didn't remember this baby, right. this baby existed. Right, right, right. So that I would not be doing a service, Sherman, to not say that, listen, I get it. I got when you got involved. Yeah. I can respect that. But I yeah. can't respect somebody saying, and we got living proof. Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's here. Right. So you're saying, like, this Majestics came out, but nobody was trying to do that. Doc, right. Doc never heard of this song before. I never heard of this song before. Bill, you ever heard a song? You never heard it? I heard Okay, I but heard, I ain't got to hear it. It's some people that have never heard Curtis Blow. Right, right, right. But do it take away the Curtis Blow I'm not, I'm and not the Sugar away. Hill Gang I'm and all of them right. were there? To King Tim, the third personality. Can we take that away? No. We're about halfway through this discussion, and it seems like the consensus of the room is that Class A did come out. It was a rap song, but nobody remembers it, or only half the room remembers it. And so it really didn't have the impact to create like this beginning or the first hip hop song in Milwaukee as it should have. And that it didn't influence them. Not at all. So these our Avengers were not influenced. They did not want to become Avengers because of Class A. What all did it take for this to even build up and happen? So even it had to take this Majestic's Class A record to come out and not even blow up, but at least we got our own version of like a Sugar Hill Gang sound kind of song here in Milwaukee I, that I people kind of hear. I think ultimately I got I, I still got to go back and give credit to Ty Peachy Thomas. Okay. For, for the birth of, of hip-hop in Milwaukee. I just got to. Remember that name. Speech Todd Peachy Thomas. Why do you say because that? Because to me he was the first person, whether it be rap, producer, DJ, to actually do a hip hop record to me locally, locally, local. I'm talking locally. That blew uh, that blew, that blew everything up right. from there because from him birthed most of us. I, I, because to be honest, when we talk about Royal Dynasty, talk about MC Groove, talk about Ill Chief Rockers, talk about all these groups that came out, they all came out after. Todd Peachy Thomas later becomes Speech, the MC for Arrested Development, worldwide fame, songs like Tennessee. People every day. And Mr. Wendell. But before he formed Arrested Development, that all started with his first group in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Attack. Oh, 
Pop music is formatic, it's implied without static. For now, not only deed, if that's emphatic, my rhymes give us something I Attack was three members. Peachy, aka Speech, T.A. Wiz, and Special K. So Attack puts out this record in Milwaukee called Attack on the Wax. There were two versions. There was Attack on the Wax Part 1 that came out in 1985. Pink vinyl. On the pink vinyl. And then there was an Attack on the Wax EP that came out in 1986 that had four songs on it. And that was the main one that people remember. With Peachy, or Speech, being the brains of the operation. Let's go back to the group. But then, all right, let's take it back to Speech. So Speech had the Attack on the Wax EP mm-hmm. in 86 with the four songs no, on no, it. No, no, 46. He had to be at least, it had to be 85. No, yeah, the, the EP was in 86. The, EP, we tipped the bottle Well, then okay. our car. song came out after that then. Yeah, my car. My, my car. car. We had to be the, 87, 88 then. And then a couple more. But then the, the first Attack on the Wax first, one, the pink one, the pink one came out in 85. Okay. That's what I was That's hearing. Okay. That came out. Okay, so okay. what was on that? It was, that was it. That was just Attack. May I? May you what? May I? May you what? May I get on the turntables? Why, of course. So at this point, Speech, Peachy, Ty Thomas, whatever you want to call him, he was just trying to become a star. He had all the gear. He had all the equipment. He had the money to do things. And he was producing for not only himself, but so many other groups here in Milwaukee. So there are groups like the 2020 Boys, Female DSC, so many other groups. He was the brains behind them. He was trying to be the man. He wasn't accidentally making hip-hop. Right. He was intentionally making hip-hop. Yeah, he was part of hip-hop culture. He was a DJ since he was 13. And he was just went from DJing, having a DJ crew, to now making music as an MC with his MC crew or you know a hip-hop crew. And then now working with other people and then just trying to blow up. And really bringing, I mean, building the culture around him. Right. Here we're going back to Mike Love. I just remember the vibe around that time. Former radio DJ who talked about the energy that Peachy brought to the scene at the time. You know, so if Attack on the Wax is the first record, it's like, wow, you know, somebody from Milwaukee got a record out, like, you know, and it's playing on the radio. You know, they would, they would play it in the parties and um, on WNOV, you know, just so just to hear somebody that you knew, like, you know, somebody from around the way, somebody that you saw at parties. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Peachy was everywhere at this time. He was not only making music, too, he was creating this kind of mini Def Jam and he was producing records. Thing. That was when that was the Ty Thomas has the hands of gold era, <laughs> because he he did um, he did the Attack record, then he did the Attack EP, you mm-hmm. know, the with the Attack on the Wax two, then he did the Hanging on Out with DSC, and um, and I, when I say the preps, like all them records went at the prep parties, like they went hard, like okay. so when he. By the time he came around and did Arrested Development and when, um, you know, even though that's later, when uh, when Tennessee came out, it wasn't a surprise because Dude kind of had the touch and he had, he knew what it was that was going to make people move in the 80s. You know, these stories just remind us of uh, the great things that uh, our city brought to uh, the hip-hop world. 
Easy on the steel, and you know he's chill to take this under his hand, cause that's the real deal. Fresh beats are delivered to the north and south, and at any given jam, he keeps rocking the house. So you might be wondering, why are we giving Attack on the Wax as even an option to be Milwaukee's first hip-hop song if Attack on the Wax Part 1 came out in 1985, but Majestics came out in 82? Yeah, like Majestics, technically the first by years. Right. So four year, there's this four-year gap, and I think the biggest reason is that and from everybody we talked to, yeah, Class A came out. It was a funk band that made a rap song. They literally just recorded a rap to put over a funk. From the funk, this is the funk, and not the prompt. So get on up, shake your rump, and don't sit around. Because when we play, we play for you. And don't but Speech, Todd Thomas Peachy, was a rap group. He was ingrained in the hip-hop culture. Like I said, he was already a DJ, and he just wanted to be a rapper. And when hip hop changed from disco rap to more of the the more the hip hop culture rap like Run DMC, LL Cool J, that's the that's the vibe, that's the essence of what Speech was trying to do, and that's why people consider that the first. Because and not only that, but because of the impact that it had. Like he produced for all these other groups. He wasn't just making hip hop music for himself. He built the hip hop culture that is that started in Milwaukee. I mean, for me, he's like the Majestics were making made this hip-hop song yeah. to make a song. And right. he they did it for business, and he is like doing it out of his heart. Like, this is who he is. Yeah. You know? And it's funny. Yeah, they exactly. They did it for business. They were just trying to hop on this fad. You know, the manager, Marvel Love, great guy. He was doing so much good stuff and just, hey, let's make a rap song. But then that was it. They didn't make... You know, they didn't make any rap music after that. They didn't follow up with another uh, a rap album. They just made this song, went back to making funk music. And now they're Chocolate Ice 2, which is an awesome name. <laughs> but, you know, it just wasn't rap music. It wasn't the culture. They weren't saying, yo, let's get some shell to Adidas and let's be rappers now. And Attack comes in and they hear what hip hop is and they want to be a part of that culture. Yeah. They are they're in it from the beginning and they wanna be yeah. they wanna be rappers. They wanna make hip hop. They're living the culture and they wanna, you know, express that. And it's funny, I think age has parts to do with with it too, because if Majestics, they were a little older, you know, they were performing since the sixties, seventies, they wanted to be James Brown. That was the music that spoke to them when they were young. But then you have Peachy teenager in the 80s in the early 80s the music that spoke to him was this new thing hip this new hip-hop culture that came out of nowhere was the run dmcs was the ll cool j's was the were those people and that i think that had played a huge part into the music that he was trying to make and daryl d who is making the documentary about milwaukee hip-hop talks about exactly that the majestics was probably the first record that featured a rap on it as far as I'm concerned, you know, that definitely came out before the attack record. But as far as rap, as we know it, as we love it, as that word, R-A-P, rap, you have to give that to attack. That's just my personal opinion and how I feel about it. And so everyone is talking about attack and everyone had heard it because it was circulated and advertised because speech had a little bit of a leg up. His parents had money. So he had a studio as a high school student. He had a studio and he had 
1200 nobody had what the guy had i mean <laughs> and and they put out that first record and that was being played everybody knew about it um his parents even to this day they own a um a, a newspaper called the Milwaukee Community Journal which is like a a, a newspaper of the black community in Milwaukee mm-hmm. and they they ran a whole page like a two-page ad or something like that in their newspaper and so they would take attack took that two-page ad and they folded it and they stuck it inside of each 12 inch so if you bought that 12 inch you got that little you know cartoon type newspaper ad that they stuck in there which was pretty cool Later on that same year is when they put out their four-song EP, and that's when they really got a lot of notoriety because everybody, depending on who you ask, everybody has their favorite song on there because they did Attack on the Wax 2, which was basically a remix of the first 12 inch. May I? May you what? Yo, may I get on the mic? T.A. They did a song called That's Right, where there's some real cool scratching on there. That was a speech scratching. We don't mean to be conceited, but tell them, Pete. We're giving Peachy all the shine here, but his group behind him was also just as important. Let's not forget T.A. Wiz, who yes. is an integral T. part T. of Hello. that group. Special K. Special K. And right. Special K. But T.A. was, he was the, getting all the girls. He was like the most popular dude in the yeah. city That's based on. This is true. Being a rapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. he had the 360 waves. He could hoop. <laughs> right. He float. He, he, he light skin, on, he, light skin. He, he was, was the total package. He was the total package. Yeah. He, he, and it was the girls. I remember. Right. I remember my dad telling me, you know what I'm saying? Don't hate. Don't the hate. The term hate wasn't out then, but I remember him telling me, don't be mad at another guy for having the girls. What are you doing to get the girls? You got to start yeah. doing that. Is he, he, playing had a, basketball? he had a clever. He had a, he had a clever voice. The way his voice was distinct. So rest in peace to T.A. Yeah, T.A. Yeah. Wiz. T.A. Wiz. Yeah, he was, yeah, the, he was, was the lead. The he, he was actually the lead rapper to me. I mean, Peachy rap, but he Peachy was more the right. beat maker. So, so let's yeah. let's try to come to some sort of agreement a little bit because and shout out to those of you who are like me that got the uh, the EP and you still got the little newspaper that came with. It came the newspaper. The newspaper that came with that. <laughs> Yes, that, so, that, that, that's old school. But, but <laughs> that's old school. Strick about to have a heart attack. That's when that EP but, came. But, when the EP but, came but, out, because it, it had the car sitting yes, with all the girls from Rufus yes, King on the. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Hashtag facts. Hashtag facts. So we are on this discussion. We're in the thick of it, man. This is it. This is this is it. Is it Class A by the Majestics? Or is it attack on the wax by attack? And the funny thing is, nobody's debating that Class A didn't come out first. Nobody's, oh, it didn't. You know, half of the room remembers Class A, 1981, it came out, but no one cares. Right. Is it considered to be the first? Right. It's just the thing that came out, came and went. 
And it seems like I mean they even want to know. They they're they're curious to see if the Majestics even think it's a rap song. We're gonna ask them tomorrow. They if they say no, well, hold on. We'll, we'll, I will ask them tomorrow. If, 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 if they don't we're, say, we're, we're if interviewing they don't say the Majestics tomorrow. We're gonna and I'll ask. I'll, I will ask them that question. <laughs> But I'll, I'll ask, did y'all consider this a hip-hop record or were y'all just trying some? I'll see what they say, because that's a really good question. They better say uh, <laughs> So the question I have, do y'all consider... So I guess y'all answered it, because yesterday, a few people wanted to know, do y'all consider yourselves rappers or did y'all just make a rap song? We just made a rap that's song. Right. So we ain't no, no five, we rappers. <laughs> <laughs> when dream of it. Because <laughs> you don't call anybody can rap. Yeah. Okay, you rapping now, just put the music behind you. Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so then, even since then, have you ever been really connected to the hip-hop scene or the rap scene no, here in Milwaukee uh-huh. at all? Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten into hip-hop? Like, is no, there any rappers? We ain't, uh, you like? we ain't the rest. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm beyond Why not? How come? Why not? No, no, hip- hip-hop music, to me, you know, I might get a lot of flight. If it ain't no music, music okay. to me is bass guitar, um, guitar, piano, drum, horn, strings, organ. That's music. But now everything is mostly sound. Mm, mm. It's mostly sound. Keyboard. Right. Yeah. Ain't, you know, there ain't no music to me. You know, I like greens and black eyed peas and candy yam. <laughs> right. You know what I'm talking about? I don't like um, noodles. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? McDonald's. I don't like none of that. You know what I'm talking about? Shit. <laughs> Oh, that's dope, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some soul food and hip hop, though, you nah, know what I'm saying? Where that? Where that? Show me where that. Is. That's I'm sure. All right, well, thank y'all. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Too. All right. You guys have a good night now. Yeah. Well, Justin, how do you feel? Well, well. <laughs> the Majestics concede. They, The Majestics themselves don't. One? They don't consider themselves rappers. And two, they don't they don't even care. But it was still zero zero. Dude, if one. you're stuck, dude, get out of here. <laughs> it was still categorically number one on paper. It, it was, and it's interesting that they did this song. Sure, I give them credit. They made the first rap song. But if they themselves don't care, if they themselves don't want to be considered even rappers. They're, it's not even like, oh, we made a rap song, we're proud of it. They're like, don't even call us rappers. Then what is that? What does it mean? I know. So, you know, if it lives years before all of this stuff, it, if it effectively did nothing, if it was, you know, accidentally the number one, the first hip hop song, what is its impact? I took that question to Annie Noble. Not much. It's more important to us as Milwaukeeans, I think, that are interested in like black music in Milwaukee. I think that's about it. Honestly, I think that as far as like, like I said, dis- disco rap, as far as all the subcategories of rap is like the is not hugely collectible. If uh, if Class A was just Class A and instrumental, like if it wasn't Key to Love, yeah. it would be like a $50 record tops. Like I said, that ballad is outside of the city. The ballad is 90 billion times more important and and sought after and well thought of. Um, people don't care about that rap song at all. The the Majestics Class A is not a complete and utter failure because out of it we get we know the key to love. We the key and the key to love, in case you forgot, is truly understandable. <laughs> and so the B side that ballad ends up being 
Uh, I mean, it's a great song, yeah. and that is the one that heads collect for and they dig for. So Class A is still technically is number one, right? but also we get out of it the key to love. Well, and I think that's where we get this accident, going back to what the, them find accidentally making the first rap song. It seems like Andy Noble accidentally found the first rap song. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, It seems right. like he's just collecting these 45s of old soul and funk, and he flipped it over and just said, oh, they're rapping now. Yeah, you and it, like in through like Andy's eyes, you know, he's digging through every, all these crates in all these places in Milwaukee, and he's just flipping labels, and it just so happened to be that in his 20-plus years of collecting, you know, on one of those labels, it said the year that class A was on was before all of those other years. So this we're we're kind of at this interesting point because let me let me bring up some nerdy stuff. We you you're the record collector guy. You like the zero zero one piece, you know stuff. So let's talk about this article. So shout out to Daryl Deep putting together this hip hop doc Milwaukee hip hop documentary. He showed me on his blog this article that came on the UK from a magazine from Soul Underground, and they specialize in black music. This is in 1989. This is the May. 1989 issue, in case you want to get even more specific. Okay, some very clear journalism. Yes, and let me just read to you what they had to say about early Milwaukee hip-hop. With the Majestics having set such a poor standard for Milwaukee rap, it's not surprising that new records of note didn't happen until 1986 when a mini-boom began. And what that mini-boom was? That was getting it underway with the debut of Youngsters' Attack, Attack on the Wax, and Dub on the Wax, sounding splendidly Underproduced for a 32-track recording, um, whatever. So, so that's this this journal in the UK. Yeah, when a mini boom began, getting it underway with "Attack on the Wax." This, the first Milwaukee rap 12-inch, is what they call. It. So that is that's a <laughs> journal in the UK. Yeah, taking a look at Milwaukee and acknowledging acknowledging both of these pieces. Really, they're yeah. they're acknowledging the majestics, but because it was made without any heart and because it didn't impact a group, that it set a poor example. Is that the word? (laughs) set a poor example. (laughs) And then uh, Attack started this mini boom. Started the culture. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, that's where this huge argument comes from. Because you're talking about either a song versus the culture. Yeah. And when we talk about the beginning of hip hop, it's all about the culture. Coming up next on Backspin... So we, we've talked to everybody. We talked to the record collectors. We uh-huh. talked to the DJs, the MCs. We even talked to the group we thought was the first of Majestics, and they said no. Yeah. They said, don't consider us rappers. Don't consider us hip-hop. Right. And uh, <laughs> everyone talked about speech. Literally every single person we talked to. So let's talk to speech. Now, on the tip of who was the literal first, like, truly, like, in the hip-hop culture, brothers that did it, it was definitely my group, um, Attack. We were definitely the first, like, official hip-hop crew to release a record of hip-hop in Milwaukee. Hey, this is Backspin executive producer Nate Imig. We thank you for listening, and we've got some thank yous to do ourselves. Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song, is hosted by Tyrone Miller and Justin Barney, produced by Jordan Lee and Kenny Perez, with segment producing by Salam Pataier. Evan Retleski does our web content. Sarah McClanahan is 88.9's marketing director, with social media managed by Amelinda Burrich. Digital distribution by Tariq Moody. Aaron Bagata is our marketing coordinator. Community outreach by Peter Adams and Maddie Reardon. Project management support by Laura Kesman. And animation from Lucas Seidel. 
Also want to thank our interns, Zoe Knox, Anthony Massans, and Jonathan Hudson. Of course, a big thanks to our partners, RevPop, The License Lab, Hip Hop Week MKE, and Kid Millions. He dug up all that amazing vinyl that you hear in the podcast. Also, thanks to our media partners on Milwaukee, Breaking and Entering, and the Milwaukee Times. You can stream all six episodes of Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song, on all major podcast platforms, and of course at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song, is an original podcast production of 88.9 Radio Milwaukee.